Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom of Space. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience <coughs> by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello, this Hello. is Leslie Gist. All right, Dr. Ishmael Griffin, are you on the line? Yes, good evening, Leslie. Great, and we also have your guest, Mr. Uriah Israel. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you pretty good. All right, so I'm going to let you take over, Doc. Yes, hi, Mr. Israel. How are you? Finding yourself. How's everything going? Yeah, we're, um, things are going fine. Um, uh, we're here tonight for a very uh, momentous occasion uh, to discuss uh, a very important figure in uh U.S. history and world history, in fact. I say that because uh, many times we get caught up in uh, finding and, and understanding black men and women in history, particularly in the U.S., as, as historically important for black people. But uh, there are moments when we uh, want to talk about individuals whose import was worldwide, uh, George Washington Carver. Um, maybe we should begin about uh, by uh, you introducing yourself and letting us know how you came to this moment and, and this particular moment in discussing the life and work of George Washington Carver. Okay, first of all, I'd like to thank um, Leslie uh, for the work she's, that she's doing. Um, the fact that we're talking about this um, great historic figure, one of our four, forefathers, because somebody... Uh, recorded this information, and a lot of times um, our history is hidden because somebody neglects to record, save, and preserve our history, and, and, and also stop, does not uh, disseminate. And so, um, uh, my story actually begins. Uh, my personal story begins with my father, who was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He was a um, sharecropper, but he moved to Boston in the early '60s. I was born there. And he always maintained his uh, huge urban garden in Roxbury, Massachusetts. Um, wow, he, wow. So he um, he actually um, uh, created this bond, this affinity for agriculture. And he just, he really, without saying it, he just showed me how um, his, my grandmother or his mother, how they preserved food and they grew their food. Um, and, and um, had food for the winter, how they canned and, you know, how they um, survived during the winter when, when they couldn't depend on uh, supermarkets, when they couldn't depend on um, any type of assistance from the government. They grew up during, right after the Great Depression, and you can imagine it was probably always always a depression as a sharecropper in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so um, they showed, he showed me how they were able to um, 
uh, store food for the winter and how they lived during these winter months. And um, it was a cycle of life. And he and he and he shows that um, God gives um, everything that we need, but we have to recognize that the earth is the source of our wealth. And so this is what he showed me. He didn't preach it. He didn't. He didn't like write any books or anything like that. But he demonstrated it with his lifestyle. And um, and so when I when I moved here, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, right now. When I moved here. Um, I have the opportunity to realize that um, the source of all wealth comes from the earth. That, that's all I got here. That's wonderful. And so what we've got thus far is Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, Roxbury, Massachusetts, it is? Yes. And then to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's a wide span. And uh, uh, history being taught to you by your grandfather, who's from Chattanooga, about um, sustaining, about uh, sustainable farming. Um, that's quite interesting. So tell me, how how did you learn, how did you first learn about George Washington Carver specifically? Um, I learned about George Washington Carver um, uh, as I began to grow my own food and teach my children. I needed somebody that looked like them, uh, somebody that came from um, our, our history, to use as an example, um, and he is a uh, legendary figure because everything that you see happening today as far as recycling, conservation, um, agriculture, sustainable agriculture, um, all comes from his mind. He talked mm-hmm. He taught uh, crop rotation. He talked about um, enriching the soil with nitrogen fixes. This all came from his mind. Um, so, so when I when I teach my children about these subjects, I can use him as an example. Um, this is a person who was um, born in slavery, but at a period of time where the economy had crashed and the southern um, agricultural businesses were failing due to the fact that they did not have the proper knowledge on how to grow food. They, they, yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, most of us, including myself, learned uh, about George Washington, Washington Carver in a reference from a book in school. I remember hearing about him in about the third grade. And uh, what we are told is very limited. Uh, we, know, we know about his uh, inventive use of the peanut. But what you've just said is, is actually goes deeper than that. And um, I'm wondering, how, how did that knowledge come about? Was that just from... Uh, a, a grade school or junior high school or high school education, or where did you find out the extra uh, bit that you, you just stated there? Well, once again, um, as a teacher, I, I'm compelled to research all the facts about a thing, and um, I had to find the best source of information uh, for my children. And so when I began to research you know, um, that's how I, that's how I found out about him. And um, he's in he's in the books. Um, there are certain books. I'm get, I got two different good sources, uh, excellent sources. If you want to learn more about him, one is a book by Tanya Bolden called George Washington Carver. It's a photobiography of his life. And then there's another book called The Man That Overcame. And I don't mm-hmm. remember the man that overcame George Washington Carver. It talks about his life from birth all the way to his death. Excellent book. Um, these are some of the sources that I that I um, uh, myself um, uh, to help um, 
give me a better understanding of uh, what he's what he's done. Yes. Did Did you know that George Washington Carver was actually born in slavery? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that he was raised by adoptive parents uh, to a, a, a German immigrant couple that actually uh, purchased his mother. Yes, I, I knew that. Yeah. So. I knew that. One, one uh, other thing. One other thing that must be understood is people like to talk about them, um, but you know, and he learned a lot of what he, you know, he, he lived a, a glorious lifestyle, but now he had a keen interest in, in studying and learning um, school education, which wasn't available when he when he was when he was born. Now he ended up living with a couple, um, and the Watkinses, and she's the one that instilled. Um, uh, uh, desire and ability uh, uh, and direction, excuse me, to teach our people. She she made sure that he understood that when you do get the knowledge that you're seeking, you need to come back to your people because they're looking for it. They they need this knowledge. And so George Washington Carver always had um, always had what's the word desire to teach um, our people. Uh, when he was at Tuskegee, he was offered money and different jobs all around all around uh, the country. But he stayed but he yeah. stayed you know, he stayed in Tuskegee because he knew I mean he didn't he didn't need anything but he he was a very altruistic uh person and he wanted to make sure that he, he could give to the people what they needed. Yeah. Um Jessup Wagon School, mobile school. I think that's important um, mm-hmm. for us to talk about Jessup Wagon School. What can you tell us about Jessup Wagon School? The Jessup Wagon was a movable school that he was um, that he would take into the uh, communities in and around Tuskegee and teach um, the the, uh, the people with small farms. He taught sustainable agriculture through his movable school. This was something that was um, directed. Um, Booker T. Washington said we need to take our school to the community, and the Jessup Wagon was an idea by George Washington Carver to go out into the community. It was financed by um, a gentleman named Jessup. That's why I call that. But um, it was um, it was their idea to go out into the community. They even went to um, uh, white farmers also, but they taught black and black and white. They went out. They taught the latest uh, agriculture techniques. They went out with a nurse. They went out with an architect. Architect. Um, they taught like different um, procedures and ways of um, agriculture um, in and around uh, Alabama where they were. Wow. So, so let me recoup a bit. So now we have an orphan essentially, uh, born into slavery, subsequently freed, yeah. um, who managed to educate himself at a time in which it was extremely difficult for black people to get educated, no less. And to go through the PhD degree, actually, uh, and then we see this uh, uh, figure um, investing in his community in a way which is kind of atypical of people who in, who have a point in their life where they don't have any direction, where they don't have anyone guiding them. You remember that he didn't really didn't have a father his father wasn't in the picture his mother uh, was lost as uh, she was sold off uh, and taken to another part of the south we believe do you know how and why and what what was the motivator for 
George Washington Carver? Who was his mentor? Who what what inspired him to do this? Um, when you say, um, like I said before, Maria Maria Watkins was probably the most instrumental in uh, 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 his his uh, keen interest in learning. She was the one that kind of guided him to be a teacher. And but then also too, when he went to um, I think it was uh, Simpson College. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some of his teachers, he wanted to be an artist at one, at one time, and so um, he, one of his teachers, told him, "He says, like, listen, um, you're not going to make a lot of money as being being an artist, and you definitely won't help your people um, as an artist." And so he guided him into uh, botany, um, and so um, this is where he he um, thrived. And they actually made him one of the faculty at the school that he was at, the first black faculty member there. And so while he was um, living in this community, this college community, um, he received a letter from Booker T. Washington, which brought everything full circle, and uh, which allowed him to go back to the communities in the South and actually uh, became this uh, mythical figure that we know about today. Wow. And so here is another theme that we hear uh, about a, a figure again, who embraces black community empowerment. Because that's what I've heard uh, you say so much. Tell me, what do, what do you think uh, uh, basically inspired that in, in this young man, George Washington Carver, at this point in his life, to, to pick up that banner when there were so many influences to uh, do otherwise? Well, you know, um, I think that was, you know, that's what his, he seemed a need. And he was a, um, a man of character. And so, like, if you see your brother in need and you have the ability to help them, um, that, you know, your character will compel you to um, help out. And so he was in that position. Um, this is a person, you have to understand, he was a unique individual because he wasn't really, um, he, his motive wasn't money. Um, he wanted to help his fellow man, regardless of their skin color. And so this is what, this is right here that makes him, like, way above your average person. Um, he lived in a time, an era where race was a big factor in the South, um, but he also saw, saw that people were in darkness as far as uh, what they were trying to do. They owned land, but they didn't really know how to grow crops. They didn't know how to make it profitable, and they were struggling. And so um, you, you talk about the probably one of the darkest moments in American history, the Depression. And so here you have this man who's seen this great need, and so he wanted to fulfill he wanted to fill this need mhm I understand in fact, as the record goes, uh, George Washington Carver only applied for three patents, uh, although he had discovered three hundred uses for the peanut alone and hundreds of other uses for other for soybean, pecans, sweet potatoes, you name it, but he only made three patents, and there's much in the literature to uh, suggest that. He actually felt that being patented would put him in a situation where his work would be used to benefit only one particular person when he wanted to benefit the masses. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah that is. Uh, I um, yeah, that that was his that was his mindset. Um, he, um, I mean, you 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 keep referring to the peanut, but. Um, he had so many other uh, um, inventions and innovations that need to be discussed. Um, this is a man that talked about um, using nitrogen fixers. Um, nitrogen fixers basically 
take the nitrogen out of the air and transform it and make it um, uh, make it useful or make it um, available to the plants that are in the ground into the soil. This is something that he taught. Um, he worked with soybean. He worked with uh, cassava. He worked with yams. And so these things, I mean, the, the 300 um, uses that they say he invented with a peanut, he did all kind of work. This this was this was like, this is part. George Washington Carver is probably the um, greatest uh, mind this, that was ever born on this soil. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. And he never, and he never uh, uh, used it for his own personal gain. As some say that he was offered a contract for $100,000 a month, which would have made him a millionaire in, in, in days' terms. I mean, $100,000 a year, which equivalent was would it be $1 million uh, a year here now. And he, he actually uh, didn't accept it. No, um, he didn't. Uh, no, no. Yeah, so, so what do you think? What do you think? I mean, I'm... One of the, one of the, the processes that's going on here is because you know I and so many others have have only heard about George Washington Carver in terms of some vague reference to a peanut and inventions about a peanut. And what you've just shared with us goes into depth about more about what made this man so that in 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 our consciousness he becomes a place uh, in the historical uh, reference and in the way that we should know him rather than what the textbooks show us. In fact. I would submit that the little bit they show us, uh, it, it really keeps us away from digging deeper. Because, you know, sometimes we feel that what we get is what we should know. And we don't go and we don't research on our own. And mm. One of the things that I, I want to do in this, in this time that we have here is to go a little deeper and to let people understand that George Washington Carver met, meant so much, much more to uh, people, to uh, particularly black people, in their struggles here in the United States, mm-hmm. um, you know, and to trace back the the life of someone who was so motivated, coming from a background of slavery, uh, being an orphan, uh, really being motivated to educate himself unusually, and then beyond that, not not taking on a selfish goal, but moving on to basically train and, and teach poor black people, poor black farmers in the South. About how to sustain themselves during the, and during and after the Great Depression, which 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 is which is a different George Washington Carver than we are taught. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What do you think wow. is the message? What do you think is the message for us in 2014? What, what, say one time. Say, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think is the message that George of George Washington Carver's life that has meaning for us in 2014? We're now in an era where we have our first black president who's served two terms, and black people are still in the economic situation that they were uh, ten years ago. So, so well, uh, that, that's a, that's an excellent question. The reason why today you have a movement of life going on in America. You have people who are going into um, uh, sustainable agriculture. You have people. We have a movement um, going into uh, people in midwifery. You have people going into like you know um, learning about chemistry. Uh, chemistry was something that uh, George Washington Carver is, is called. He's considered the father of chemistry. Chemistry is taking a plant and using it um, um, besides just eating something. He made different uses of it. That's where all these 300 uses of the peanut came from. He found different different things that could be used besides eating something, and so he called the father of chemistry. Now, one other thing I want to mention is that um, 
when you say today, how is he applicable today? We're living in a time that's very similar to the Depression. Um, we're looking at a time where, um, just like during the Depression, you had lynchings going on in um, the 1920s and uh, 1910, 1920s, where, where, you know, where he was, where he began to teach at Tuskegee, there was like, you know, there was war, you know, like uh, uh, oppression against our people. You also had um, uh, people, a lot of people not working. Um, he he was this person who found solutions for different problems. Um, I, I um, my my books, um, the Let's Grow series, the workbook and the activity book, are designed to reconnect our children back to agriculture. George Washington Carver made a real point. He said, "Agriculture is the source of all wealth. All wealth comes from the earth, but yet and still, our children are not being taught." Um, this we we are depending on everybody else for our food sources, and that's a very dangerous place to be in. When we see the myriad of diseases that are coming from um, eating the wrong foods, and we have to really consider like we need to take a, a, a strong stance about producing our own food for your families, for your communities, and for the nations that we live in. And so this is what George Washington Carver um, gives an example. You see, you see, we can't. Um, as hard of a life as we might think that we've had, he had a really hard life. You know, the fact that he was born in slavery, um, didn't really know, didn't never met his mother except as a, as a tiny, tiny infant, not know his father at all. One thing we also must consider was that um, we know about his successes, but we do not know the hard times he had all the way up until he was like the late 20s. This is a person that was tied to be a homesteader in the Midwest, this is a person that did all kind of odd jobs. He walked everywhere all over. The, um, he took trains, different spots, but he had to walk different places. Um, this is a person that had a lot of hardships to overcome. And we only hear about, you know, his successes. But this is a person who um, we need to like. Um, his character was, he had an excellent character. And so these are things that must be taught to our children today. We cannot just rely on other people to uh, grow our food for us, to provide for us. We need to really, if you believe in the God of the Bible, you really need to uh, re re rely on what he provides with his earth. This is what he taught. And this is yeah. what we must do today. That is, that is so wonderful. And, and just for our, our listening audience to know, um, you, you have written a book, uh, a textbook for children, and I, I want to get to that. Uh, and I understand I'm just sort of connecting the dots, and we now understand the import of George Washington Carver to you personally. Uh, and so as an outcropping of that, tell us more about your book, your your your, your, your book for children. Uh, well, my book is designed, once again, to facilitate uh, that, 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 that lesson of teaching our children about agriculture, showing them that um, our, our forefathers, not not just George Washington Carver, but our, our, our foreparents, my father, your father, they had a connection to the earth, and they had an ability and um, the idea to provide for themselves. They made it profitable. You know, um, different. You had always people around the country, and, and um, they're, they're kind of like hidden from us. We don't know um, about their, their 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 innovations. And this is what um, Let's Grow. That's the name of the book. Is designed to do. Um, you know, um, our children don't know this. The only thing they think about when you talk about agriculture and history for black people is that we were picking cotton. We were some some labor force that just that just um, 
that just worked. No, we brought, when we were transported here from the west coast of Africa, it wasn't just a random kidnapping. They knew that we had this knowledge about agriculture, and they wanted to utilize that knowledge. And so this is why we, this is why we were brought here. So we needed, now it's time to um, uh, uh, get back to that mindset and begin to grow our food for ourselves. Um, this yeah. is what this book is designed to do. It's designed to teach um, children uh, 10 years old and all the way up to your to whatever age you are. You'll find information that is that you've never been taught before, and on top of that, it's scattered. And so this book is um, designed to do just that. Yes, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the great lie. And one of the great lies about slavery was that we were brought here only because of our physical capabilities. And that great lie has really had certain consequences for our psyche and for the psyche of of our oppressors uh, uh, historically as well, because the appreciation of the fact that black men and women were brought across the ocean because of their mental capacity uh, really leads to different consequences in terms of how we think about ourselves and where we move in the future. The truth of the matter is we've always been uh, uh, used if you will, for our mental capacity. And it was actually that which which was the most important part of our bondage uh, economically for our oppressors. So I thank you so much for that. Can you tell us who's who, who's the publisher for your book? And I want you to repeat the name again of your book. Uh, the, the, the publishing company is Hidden History Publishers. Mm-hmm. Is that an independent publisher? Uh, that's my company. I, okay, I, I, wonderful. Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. So can you repeat again, Hidden? Hidden History Publishing. Publishing. And the name of the book again? Let's Grow. Let's Grow. So I think I'm going to put that on my my list of must-reads, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I appreciate it hearing where it's coming from. Let's Grow. Hidden History Publishing. History Publishers. Okay. Go online, find it at hiddenhistorypublishers.com. And where, uh, hidden industry, where can we find it? Is it under, uh, uh, can we get it through uh, doing a search and, and we can buy it online? Is it available online? Yes, it is. Or you can call me directly and, you know, um, uh, I can give you my number. It's 404-436-9750. Okay, hiddenhistorypublishers.com. We thank you so very much. I think that we've learned a lot more about George Washington Carver. I think that we have connected him to your work, your very important work, in educating us here and in the now in 2014 about not only about sustainability and about being inventive and about mental capacity and that being our greatest sort of uh, 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 talent, but, 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 but educating us about a process of just being here and in the now in 2014. Um, there's a there's two camps of thoughts about uh, the descendants of slaves in the United States and those who fall into the camp of the W. E. B. Du Bois, where we the talent of tenth, if you will, where where there would be a tenth of the people that would be educated, and those people would be the folks who would open up the way for the masses. And then there was Booker T. Washington, who uh, was a protege of George Washington Carver, who believed that we would use our skilled trades and our minds. And, our, and apply that uh, in, in practical matters to move us forward. And I think that we need both. I do think that we need both. But I think that the latter uh, 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 movement is sometimes often forgotten. 
And it's so good to hear that the life of George Washington Carver is known and being preserved in the minds of you and now so many others that you've shared a greater understanding of this man with. And we thank you so very much for this time uh, in, in sharing this with us. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, to tell us about uh, about 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 uh, your work now and your future uh, endeavors that you think the, the directions that you would like to go in with this understanding of uh, sustainability? Well, um, um, one thing I like to say um, is that it all sovereign, all, all all great civilizations that we might study or look at and, and have great respect for, no matter what you, you know, Egypt, um, you have an Olmec civilization that was in Central America, you have the civilizations that were in Western Africa, all around the, all around the planet. They're all founded on the base of agriculture, um, um, food and water. They have control of the food sources, and they also have control of the water. There are people in this country um if you if we if we do plan to ever uh uh rise raise up and, and, and call ourselves to be be uh, to elevate, we're going to have to take control of our food sources. Um uh, we can't you know, you can't call yourself sovereign or or self governing if you don't control your own food sources. And so like this is very important for our children to understand. Um, you know, um we need they need to understand that. and as adults we need to understand that. Um I understand the talented ideology, but you know um, we built these cities um, all around America. We 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 we're the ones that did it. It was skill. Um, one of the great figures in our history, also uh, Benjamin Banneker, uh, was a farmer. Um, you know, but you know farming um, encompasses um, all kinds of different sciences. Um, you can't get no higher than that. The Bible says that. In Genesis chapter two verse eight it says, "And God planted a garden east in Eden." He 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 was a farmer. John chapter fifteen verse one says that uh, my father is a husbandman. That's a farmer. <laughs> so if you claim wow. to be a God fearing man, are you growing food or are you depending on somebody else? Somebody's God over you. You know, you run to this grocery store, you pick up your vegetables, whatever, but you don't grow anything. That's not godlike. Our children need to understand. That uh, this is one of the skills that that he's given us as a talent, and we must take this if we want to be like the Creator who is sovereign. He doesn't depend on another person to help him do things. He um, he has this ability himself. This is what we must teach our children. And so, like um, all self-respecting people, make sure they control their own food sources, regardless of how small the community they are, no matter how big they are. This is what we must get in our heads. And um, um, brother, I'm not sure how much time we have. How much more time do we have, sir? We we have we have we have as much time as you would like. So what okay. do you want to share I'll, with I'll, us? I'll, I'll, um, because my time is is we might have to um, continue our discussion later. Uh, because uh, I'm driving. I'm in the car right now. And, um, you know, like um, I th- I thought we had maybe um, I thought it was 15 minutes that the show was going to be. But you know, I, I enjoy the discussion, and um, I, I enjoy, you know, um, you know this, this this forum. And so, uh, and so, in so many ways, what we're doing is we're we're sort of drawing the lines. You know, this, this is a difficult sort of uh, endeavor, only because there's so much to be sort of gotten under our belt in terms of our understanding of the facts first. 
you know, yeah. with George Washington Carver, he's a type of a figure in our history where we where we have to start first by getting our facts down, and right. then once we get those facts down, we can analyze them. So what we've done on this segment, and I'm sure there are going to be others, is we're just sort of establishing the guideposts, getting a re-understanding and relearning, kind of uncovering, discovering, but uncovering uh, some of the things that we just didn't get to. You know, right. and like you right. said, you know, I, I, I intentionally mentioned the peanut because for most of us, that's that's all we ever heard of when we heard of George Washington Carver. We don't necessarily connect them up to the sustainability movement that basically existed in Tuskegee. Right. I, I had a chance, uh, part of my life, of, of actually living and working in Alabama, and I have a tie to Tuskegee through some work that I did in, in the town of, of Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand, even now, some of the dynamic there. I, 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 you know, I have some lineage that traces back there. Um, we we haven't even touched the surface of what's happened to the the black farmer, right. because you know historically there were many many more black farmers, and that whole existence of, of and the black people producing their own food has gone by the wayside as industrialization has picked up, and companies have actually bought out our, our landowners, and we don't produce that. We haven't talked about uh, the meaning of the uh, lawsuit that black farmers had taken out against and what the meaning of that was and the settlement. I mean, right. these are all outcroppings of our discussion today, and I don't I don't think that there's any way that we could even begin to get to all of that as we're just laying the guideposts and getting the facts straight. Okay. You see what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Every I, Everything you just said, I agree with. Um, okay, so... <laughs> so 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 with with that being said, I think that we will just take it in in small bits. And so this is segment number one. This, right. this is logically segment number one, and we thank you for giving us a chance to come into a, a, a renewed re- understanding of George Washington Carver. And um, we'll, what we can do is we, we're both so thankful for Leslie for making this forum possible, so the information can get out is to look forward to a segment two and a segment three and this sort of this saga of re re understanding and relearning. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea and I'm looking forward to that. Okay. okay. Yeah, so again we thank you. We thank you for uh uh opening up the dialogue in segment number one. And again, and would you give will you repeat your name and the title of your book again, so we can get that right. I think that it's important for all the listeners to 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 go out and start reading now. Now we got to get into some of the hard work. Okay. Yeah. My name is Uriah Israel, and the name of the company is Hidden History Publishers. The name of the book. The name of the book is Let's Grow. Okay. Again, for those who are listening, Uriah Israel. Uh, and the name of the book is Let's Grow under HiddenHistoryPublishing.com. We thank you, uh, Mr. Israel, for your time, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye.